Start a business faster. That's what he would have told himself. Building up Slidebean, presentation software for everybody. Founded in 2014, now at about 20 people. He right-sized the business over the last year. They raised 850 grand, flat year over year, doing about 100 grand per year in revenue. But again, profitable, which is key. It's buying him time to run some of these tests that he's thinking through. So hopefully we'll have you back on, Jose. You'll give us an update on the tests and we'll keep cranking in the meantime. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. They had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Jose Cayasso. He is the founder and CEO of a company called Slidebean. He's a TEDx speaker, graphic designer, and has transformed into a growth hacker. He's also a frequent flyer, miles hoarder. Jose, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. Thanks a lot for having me again, uh, Nathan. How many frequent fire miles do you have? Uh, piling up on a couple hundred thousand at this point. And, and does it just give you gratification to just hoard them and you're never going to use them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I try not to use them. Like if I have money, I try to pay for the ticket and then hoard more miles. Um, you know, some family random trip, then I spend them just to make sure I do. All right. Last time you were on the show was back in uh, June of 2017. At that time, you had about 2,500 2, customers paying 50 bucks a month, doing about $122,000 a month in revenue. Where are you today? Um, actually, not that far from there. And it's uh, it's an interesting story. I was actually hesitant to come back and then say that we haven't really grown uh, our monthly recurring revenue too much. But uh, for the past year or so, we've been really focused on uh, improving the app itself. And improving so many, so many holes, like so many uh, holes in the bucket and the funnel and and and, and churn. Um, so we kind of, you know, took an important company decision. We we build ourselves to have a profitable team, and then not to force ourselves to be in a position to raise money again, and then use that revenue uh, simply to improve on the product, knowing full aware that we were gonna, you know, that we were gonna stop most of the growth hacking efforts and simply dedicate on building a more a much more solid product to support our users much better. Well, thank you for coming back on. I think people that do what you do have to be celebrated because many people think the only thing to celebrate is when you raise the next round of funding, which is totally inaccurate. So walk me through what you did to right-size the business. Uh, first things first, you're still at, you haven't raised any more capital. You still just 850 grand in total? That's right. Yeah. Okay, you had a team size of 22. It sounds like you may have shrunk that a little bit to save some costs. What's the team size today? We're still well, we're still 20, so uh, not that far from from where we used to be. Um, but again, uh, a, a much, much larger focus on the product. Again, uh, you know, when you're building a product so fast and when it grows so fast, in our case, we grew from, you know, from zero to, to 80 K revenue in a couple of years. Um, you know, you leave a lot of stuff. You're talking 80,000 a month, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you were found, founded in 2014. That's right. Yeah. Um, when you grow that fast, you leave a lot of stuff behind. You leave a lot of stuff that you, that's not relevant enough because, if you don't uh, improve the servers, then the tool will crash in a couple months. Or uh, if you, you know, some, st- you know, some design rough edges that you never have time to polish. 
And it's really hard to kind of look back and see all the stuff that is pending uh, that you realize that if you keep focusing on growth and then supporting more customers, you're never going to be able to fix that. Um, that's number one. And then number two, we had the advantage of running the operation profitable, which is something that few companies do, right? Um, so if we're profitable, we really don't depend on further rounds of funding. We rather, uh, you know, improve the way, you know, improve, for example, our, our margins and then developing the app so that the, the app and the automation so that we less manual effort is required. Um, and then working towards that so that, you know, so that eventually when we decide to kind of focus or refocus on growth, we can do so with an app that's powerful enough to support where we're going next. Mm -hmm. That's great. Now, last time you came on, you said you were burning 10 to 20,000 bucks per month. And that was that was net burn, not gross. So so are you now cash flow positive? We are. We are. Uh, we're actually dealing with a bunch of new problems this year, like taxes uh, on our revenues and, and actual margins. Yeah, like like there's actually something hitting the bottom line. So you have to pay taxes. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Uh, and give me an update on revenue. What are you doing per month now? So it's still it's still on the range of 100 to 150 k uh, revenue. It, it fluctuates a lot. We we you know we run some promos that um, you know that spike the revenue up. Uh, we motivate a lot of users to pay yearly, and that's something that any SaaS business should really focus on. When when a customer pays yearly uh, or prepays an annual plan, you have that revenue up front, and you have that revenue to to invest again in growth or to invest in the product or to invest in the team. Um, you also don't have to deal with churn for, for a few months. Um, so we focus on that a lot. And then as we change the interface and so, and so on, it fluctuates between those numbers. Yeah, but I, Jose, I imagine you probably keep a cash kind of base balance, you know, P&L and also a kind of a deferred revenue one. So really rev on a, on a SaaS company, anytime I hear revenues are volatile, it sends up warning flags. Because if you're doing, if you're taking an annual plan that hits this month, and dividing by 12 and recognizing over 12 months, you still should see pretty smooth revenue numbers. Uh, so if you if you give me the monthly recurring revenue number on a deferred basis, what are you doing per month? Yeah, and we when I when we talk monthly recurring revenue, we always do uh, we we always talk at deferred. Like we never count. Like so why is it why is it going up and down so but, fast? But the final so monthly recurring revenue, which is around the 100k. Um, that's, you know, that's one number, but the actual revenue that we collect in a month, it's cash, it's cash, yeah, not cash. revenue, right? The cash you collect. Exactly. Yeah. The cash we collect. That's right. Yeah. 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 And that's because of annual plans. Mostly annual plans. We've run a couple of promos like AppSumo, um, which is a very, very powerful platform. You know, that's, you know, we're talking $30,000 of revenue by just running yeah, that but promo. Jose, come on. Like, you're selling a, the only reason their thing works is because everyone goes, wow, AppSumo is going to give me a lifetime deal to a SaaS business. That's amazing. I can't. But that, that's interesting. And and we thought of that and we were super hesitant, but we notice significant spikes in actual cash that comes through our own. Well, of course, credit card of, of course, because they're selling a one time thing and you're going to and you basically give into the urge of a 40 or $50,000 one time check, but you're sacrificing lifetime value on all these accounts. Uh, I, I will. I'll, I'll still defend it on the on, on on two bases. One, it's these are customers that would probably not discover you otherwise. And then two, we see we don't. I mean, we we get the cash from Absumo like on a deferred net sixty or something. But the month the Absumo promo runs, because of all the buzz that they generate around the product, we actually see an important spike in actual customers that come through the platform directly, simply because they heard 
from somebody in Absumo. I don't know how many subscribers they have, uh, probably a million emails or something, but it is significant. And we've, you know, we've been happy to Have you done a cohort analysis though on that? On the, on on the the AppSumo Look, AppSumo is like JCPenney. They, they're not coming (laughs) in unless you give a coupon, right? And, 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 and they cancel and they, and they don't have no loyalty and they switch quickly. And so like what Noah has built, such a genius. I mean, such a smart guy because every CEO wants instant cash and he's going fine. I'll give you a $40,000 check, which is 30% of whatever sales we drive you. I'll give you that check. But guess what? You're going to give me a great deal. I'm going to basically switch your whole model from a SaaS business to a freaking agency, one-time payment. And maybe our monthly thing will drive you a couple dozen subscribers each month and, and you'll use it to validate it. But the cohort typically is super high churn. They don't stick. They bombard your customer support. It wastes your time, but you get a little cash up front. Um, yeah, I mean, yes, but... The reality is, okay, so many of these customers will go away. They'll just give you the money and... and so why because, do you want them? That's my point, though. Like, why do you want... Those are... Getting AppSumo customers is not necessarily good for your long-term health, and you're potentially seeing that over the past year, right? No, I'll, so I'll give you I'll give you top of my head numbers. I'll say that out of the 100% customers that subscribe from AppSumo, which is a few thousand, um, I'll say 80% try a product a couple times and then don't come back. Uh some pressure on on the customer team the week the, the promo runs, but that's about it. Um, and then the other 20% actually become very active, very powerful customers because the AppSumo audience- Well, quantify is, that though. Quantify that. So what, what's their, what's their, what's that cohort's churn? It, because there's no churn. There's, there's, it's a one-time payment and they'll, and they'll never pay again. So then what now, do you some, mean? Some, what some do you much. mean they're a powerful thing then? All they do is they pay you but, once and then you have to support them for life. Yeah, but it's, I mean, for a SaaS company, supporting customers is, is super cheap, um, but they're powerful in the sense that they, you know, they refer the product, they're they're super active. And we actually, we were hesitant of kind of considering their feedback or the stuff that they use. But many, many of these AppSumo customers have become some of our power users in the sense that they have discovered every single feature in the app, which is something that but not everybody free. necessarily does. They don't, it doesn't, and it doesn't, you're running free. a nonprofit. <laughs> All right, all right. No, That's seriously, I, like, uh, like, I mean, I, I always wonder about this because, again, what Noah has done is genius. I, I'm not hitting him, by the way. I mean, it's the CEO's urge for quick cash that is the fault of these, of like why these work so well. But like, that's, that's just, that's why it works. They, they, it's interesting to me. And the also thing people never consider is you're selling these lifetime plans, but you know, if in two years you have to shut the company down or you sell the company and the acquiring company shuts it down, you know dang well you cannot commit to a promise to support someone for life. No, no SaaS company can. And so by no, selling, it- so like I have a big issue when people sell lifetime plans. I think it's cheap. I think it's a marketing tactic. And I think it's totally disingenuous and hurts your personal brand if and when you have to shut the company down or sell it. Uh, I think the SaaS companies, we'll, we'll have to see what happens with lifetime plans with SaaS. I don't think that, you know, no SaaS company has been here for more than, I don't know, 20 years. And Then why would you then, sell a lifetime plan? Yeah, then, I mean, eventually, I don't know what will happen. With, why not sell you know, a lifetime in, in 20, plan and then, and then the next week shut the company down? Yeah, you, you could do that, I suppose. But do you see my point? Now, I just think you I, undercut, I, I think you undercut yourself because I remember when I, when you came on the first show, I'm like, this is a great tool, which we haven't talked about, by the way, you should talk about what the tool actually does. Great tool. Um, visual content is in right now. So like he, this is hitting on like the perfect time, perfect market, but like 
you, you've 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 taken the thing and you've you've gone like doing an absolute deal. You've gone like downstream, right? If you're going that direction, you have to go like Hootsuite model, high, high millions of paying customers at a really low price point versus enterprise, which is I thought the track you were on last time. That's a change, and that's an that's an interesting that's also an interesting story. Um, so we've you know we kind of like look ourselves in the mirror and we we compare ourselves with compare, compare ourselves with other presentation platforms. So it turned out we are the only. We are literally the only presentation platform today that's premium only. We, of, we, offer, um, we offer a free trial that lasts about 14 days, uh, and that's about it. But even in the trial, you're, you, you know, it, it's, a, it's a limited trial. Uh, you, you can't present when you're in a trial, and you can't necessarily download your presentation when you're in a trial. Um, so that's created some, you know, some issues with our, with our free users. So you know, even today, we're subscribing around 30,000 new signups every month. So we get 30,000 people who are interested in using Slidebean, who've discovered it for one reason or the other, um, and come into the platform, hopeful to try it and, and excited about it. And then we have a paywall, which, which makes it disengaging for many of them. So we convert an average of the SaaS, uh, an average of a SaaS company, which is around 3%. Uh, so 3% of them become paid customers. So out of these 30,000 people, we get around 900 that eventually become uh, become paid customers, but we, you know, we've started thinking about the other 29,000. Like these are people who were just kicking out the door, even though they were willing to try it. So, it's, Jose, it's how, very many, dangerous. how many customers are you at today? Uh, around 10,000 people. Okay. Well, last so last time you were at 2,500 paying customers. Now you're at 10,000. Now let me ask you a question. That 10,000 number you just gave me. Does that include the couple thousand that are one-time payments that are not real no, SaaS no, no. revenue? No, no, no. These are these are actual subscribers. Those are actual monthly subscribers. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. your price point must have, must have come way way down. Last time you were at forty nine yeah. bucks a month. What's it at now? That's right. Uh, we're our base plan now starts at eight dollars a month. Interesting. Um, so yeah. So a, you've really gone. Story. You've really gone down market. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? What drove that? Yeah, and so we'll, I'll, I'll go back to this story. So we we were the only presentation platform, the only premium presentation platform out there. All the others, even PowerPoint, PowerPoint's a premium product, but it comes on your computer, right? So you almost get it for free. Uh, Google Slides is free. Keynote comes with every Mac. So we, you know, we realized that we were competing with these products that were very differently priced. And then again, we were bringing thirty thousand people in every month. Yeah, uh, converting about three percent of them, and then the other twenty nine thousand losing. And you still so, are today. That's that's kind of your rate today. Thirty thousand in, yeah, convert nine hundred. That's our rate today. So we we've started really considering becoming a freemium product. This is very dangerous. This is the most dangerous experiment we've considered because we are a profitable company and because we don't plan to raise money. Uh, we're not in a position to raise raise money now. Um, so we you'd are, get but killed. We, yeah, you'd get if you raise money today, you'd, you'd be a huge down round. Right. 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 Um, so we're not in a position to raise money, but we want to try freemium. So we want to give something so that these other 29,000 people can become users and can, and we need to measure, you know, there's inevitable, there are two inevitable curves if we switch the flip and make the product freemium, which are, um, conversion rate will go down. We don't know how much, but it'll go down because people who used to pay no longer have to, because they have some stuff that they can do for free. And then engagement should or should go up at least a little bit. Uh, now, the question is if engagement, which is monthly active users, organic traffic, referrals, word of mouth, you know, how much will that increase and will it compensate for the downfall of conversion rate? And it's, it's very hard to test this. I mean, there's, there's really no way to know unless we actually do it and test it. So we've actually started rolling this out in a few countries. 
we um we i can't say which country specifically because i don't want people vpning our 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 app but, do you think people um, care that much to v- vpn in to save eight bucks i don't know i don't know we'd just rather avoid it but we were very transparent about this whole process i wrote a full blog post on on kind of our thought process behind this um and then that's the idea in these countries where we've launched the freemium version we are testing how much does how much does uh engagement increase how much does organic traffic increase you know, one week, one month, six months after we we become freemium in that country, and does that compensate for the conversion rate? And is this something that we can roll out worldwide? Tell me who's not a, a customer fit for you, a customer you don't want. Um, the classic people that we that we kick out the door, actually, which is a bit compared to what we talked about last time, is is corporate customers. So we sometimes get like a like a large company that would come in and say we 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 had a situation with with EY for example so they would come in and say um, hey we want to use your product someone from the management team someone high up in the company we want your product but we need you to customize this and this and this and this for us um, that's not our customer today why because all our focus is on on making this product fit for the other twenty nine thousand right uh, on making on you know on roughing up the edges if we dedicate part at least of our, of our development team to building features that will only work for that company or for other large customers, um, then we, you know, we kind of lose track on the other end. Um, yeah, but so you ha- enterprise is actually not our customer today. What, what we do with enterprise and we have, you know, we have customers from Nike, for example. Um, I mean, just a name that came up, but it, it's real, um, but it works the other way around. It works bottom up. So somebody in the company discovers it, pays for slide being out of their own card or, or with little per- permission request and then they start rolling out the product and we you know we see companies that went from one to 10 or 20 accounts uh not coming from the management team but for somebody in the company that just discovered it yeah yeah i mean look when, when you tell me about the enterprise deals you know if you reply back no we can't customize it like that right but we're, we're willing to set up a, a license for you what would you be willing to pay and if they came back and said 10 grand a month right like you you, uh, you know it's it's interesting because you cut off those conversations and i just wonder if a you know, freemium products, like I've interviewed a bunch of people that have done this really, really well. And things like LastPass, you know, everyone has online passwords, things like Expensify, right? Everyone has expenses they need to track, things like Mint, right? These things work on things that everyone has to do. And I just wonder how many people have to do presentations or are there other use cases you've discovered that every person does on a daily basis that they can use SlideBean for? Yeah, I and it's something that we that we deal with as well. Um, you know, most of our churn, for example, is coming from people that don't need to make presentations on a monthly basis. Um, but that's the reality of pretty much any presentation platform. And they've, well, not and you see maybe a freemium model at this price point. But if you do an enterprise deal where there's a little professional yeah. services setup fee, actually, the lock in can be very good. And and right, the right. numbers are huge. That's true. That's true. Uh, but you know, one one other struggle with with presentation platforms that we discovered that we discovered on the on the enterprise end is you know in the end when people think about a tool to make presentations specifically as much as cool as Lightning is and as much time as we save them we inevitably get compared with with Google Docs we inevitably get compared with PowerPoint so PowerPoint already came and all the company all the systems that they purchased out of and and, and came with Office. And Google, it probably comes in with the email that they're using, right? So we get, we don't get that side-to-side comparison. We get uh, an additional expense sort of situation, which makes it, which oh, may I don't understand that. Okay, so if you, you say you feel like you're, compete, you're competing with Google Docs and you're competing with PowerPoint. 
No, but in the minds of the person who who made San Enterprise decision, we sort of are. So and why would you go down that. market and make yourself more free, more like these are the free tools? Why wouldn't you go the opposite way and say, no, we're, we don't even, we're so totally different than Google Docs or PowerPoint. That's why we're 10 grand a month. Here's why, X, Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah. The only the only presentation platform that that does that today is ClearSlide. Um, they've become kind of like the ultimate sales platform for, um, the ultimate yeah, presentation platform for sales. Well, like PandaDoc. Uh, Pan- I mean, I can actually name 10 companies in this space that do presentations for a specific cohort of user. Some of it's board decks. Some of it are uh, for salespeople. Some of it's managing these things so that when a salesperson on a sales call and they say, yeah, I'll follow up with slide deck X, they can quickly find the slide deck. Like the, the, I, know, I can name 10 companies that have gone upstream that are doing presentations that are killing it, that are not competing directly with these freemium products. Because see, what you're doing is you're basically saying, you know what? I'm going to compete directly with Google Docs. I'm going to make it free, go freemium and try and get more users than Google. And I just question your ability to execute that. You're, it, it, is a, it is a question. And again, this is why we, this is why we don't roll out free everywhere. We, we, we need to make sure that this will work. Yeah. Um, you know, upstream, upstream again was a, was a struggle, mainly because the way we built Slipping, we built it as a, as a presentation creation platform. And, you know, PandaDoc, as you mentioned, or, or Docsend, for example, which is another example, um, they're, you know, they're built for a specific purpose or, you know, from the get-go, Docsend was a document tracking platform. So they've, you know, they have the technology and the analytics and the dashboard to really measure that. Um, all these four years, we've spent building a creation platform um, that it ultimately also works very differently from, from what you see in, in a traditional software. It works very differently. Um, it's a very quick learning curve compared to compared to something like Prezi, um, but it is very different. So this is what we are experts at. And we, we realize that we're, we're not yet experts at document tracking, though we offer that feature. Um, we're not yet experts at, I don't know, at, at sales presentation. We're experts at saving you time when creating decks. And, and, and the reality of our, our sort of marketing funnel, you know, these, and we, we, Kind of pay attention to these thirty thousand people we get every month. Um, we, you know, if we were to go upstream, we we could, you know, we could say, well, no, we're just not going to focus on you guys anymore. Uh, but we have thirty, we have thirty thousand leads that we didn't have when we get when we got started. This is a, another story when we, at the very beginning, and this actually saved our company. Um, we we have, you know, the closest example to Slidebean when we launched was a company called Bunker that went out of business uh, two three years ago. Um, we had a somewhat similar product. Uh, and they took the the freemium route at that point. Uh, so they were they were free. They, you know, they had like a very hidden paid plan, but they were just looking for the million and million of customers, right? Um, they went out of business because they couldn't get to their next round, and they didn't have cash to to survive. Um, we were lucky and also made the right decision of becoming a premium product then, which gave us the cash and the revenue to support the team and to allow us to continue developing the platform. But you know, as we've tested the waters, and we did for 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 most of last year with enterprise and with going upstream, and we failed at that for a number of reasons that that we can talk about. Um, we you know our our next bet was freemium, and you know putting ourselves, which is what put Bunker out of business. Uh, you just said you to- just said the reason Bunker went out of business because they ran out of runway trying to pursue a freemium model and get millions of users. That that's right. That's right. That's what put them out of business, but it's also what what has Prezi at the point where they are today. How much has right? Prezi raised? Prezi has raised 
what, $300 million or something? Because it's expensive to compete with Google and PowerPoint. Oh, of course it is very expensive. Yeah. So like, I, I'm trying, Josie, I'm trying to get in your head and understand why you think you have a standing chance to do this on a model that is not heavily, heavily VC backed. Basically what you've done is you said, you know what, this is a risky model. We've been flat over the past year. I'm going to go cash flow positive, which is fine. Buy yourself some time. But like you're just locking yourself into a lifestyle business where you're going to keep paying yourself 80 grand a year salary stuck with a cap table of VCs that you're going to work for a decade to try and get their 850 grand back when you could be using the years right now, which are your most valuable years of your life, going and taking a billion dollar risk on something much bigger. Why not sell this company for a million dollars and get the hell out? (laughs) It's a valid point. but uh, Would you sell for a million? No, of course not. Why not? Because we, you know, in, in, you know, if I were selling for a billion, I'd, re- I'd just rather have a lifetime business. See, I uh, sold my I, Heyo. People don't know this. Heyo was doing about your size, almost exact same story. You know what I sold it for? I sold it for three hundred thousand dollars because I realized the opportunity cost of being a twenty-four year old and paying myself one hundred twenty thousand dollars salary, which is what I was paying myself. We were venture backed for the next decade. Was way it was very safe and very comfortable, but. These are the premium years of my life. Thank God I sold that company at a huge loss. I gave investors back about 80 cents on the dollar. And you know what? They're all, I've made them all money. I'm now an investor in many of their funds as an LP because of the money I've made doing other software projects. I just hope you don't get stuck. That's all I'm saying because I think you're talented. And I think the way you think about problems is really, really important. But I also think you have to deal with the other thing, which is you've raised capital and you feel a little guilty about trying to figure out how to get that money back to them. Right, 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 and we have the we have the advantage of having um, a very good relationship with our investors, and they're they're kind of on board with with the plan. But uh, I, I'll I'll take it in, and then I'll, I I really respect your opinion. Well, I'm pushing you not uh, to I'll, convince you one way. I just want to get more in your brain, right? You ultimately do your thing, but again, I think you're very talented. Okay, that's fine. And again, I really I really respect you questioning me. I I. I you know, someone with your experience in the end, we, we don't get to chat. I don't get to chat with a lot of people with your uh, background. And then you questioning me is enough for me to kind of rethink what we're doing. Well, l- listen, don't people give you advice no, no, all no. day. People give well, you advice well, just, all day long. So don't let me bounce you around too much. And I don't have a ton of experience. I mean, we're the same age, but I have talked to about 3000 of these founders and tried to simulate patterns. And I've, <laughs> I've fired the questions at you today based off some of the patterns I've seen. So we'll, we'll certainly stay in touch and it'll be fun to see what you're doing. Thank you again for coming back on, knowing that you were going to have a conversation like this. It sounds like you kind of anticipated it. So I appreciate that. <laughs> let's wrap up all on right. a, let's wrap up on a much friendly, easier note. Give me your favorite business book. <laughs> Um, I traction, um, the, the book on the 23 different growth methods as, you know, as I've focused on the growth stuff, this is, it's really amazing, you know, to reconsider stuff that you, that you've never thought of and to force yourself to think of growth tactics that, that are not in your direct experience. So that is my favorite business book still. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, I really like, uh, for, I really like, uh, Josh from Bear Metrics. Um, I like what he does with his blog. I think that he sort of he sort of accepted um, that his startup that and started being as a you know as a large uh, venture backed company is becoming more of a lifetime business. And that's something that you know the, the startup billion dollar round story is the one that we all aim for. But you know sometimes when when times are rough, you have to you know have to deal with with the other options, which are not bad are super bad when, you know, when I talk to you and you say, hey, you want to settle for a lifetime business. But uh, Josh has sort of lived up with that. So I, I really well, love his, his. 
Well, yeah, look, the second it doesn't matter if you raise a dollar or a hundred million. The second you've raised with someone else's money, they can tell you they're patient, they can tell you they love you. But ultimately, when their LPs come knocking and saying a decade later and say, "Where's the return?" and they need that, right? It's gonna for it's gonna force action. You can't just. I don't think you just sit on it. Now, maybe you VCs listening are gonna email me after this and tweet at me and go, "Nathan, you're wrong. We would sit in a company for a decade, right, and not and not care." But we'll see what happens. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Number number three here, Jose. What's your favorite online tool? Uh, Intercom. I think it's the most. Um, it's the backbone of our company in so many senses. Intercom. Number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, five hours, I would say. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single? Do you have kids? I'm married and I have a kid. Oh, good. How old's the kid? Uh, four and a half. Oh, that's great. And how old are you? I'm 29. 29. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? that you can start your own business and make a lot of money out of it. Uh, I wish I knew that early on. You can take more risks more risks when you're younger and you don't have a family to support. Guys, start a business faster. That's what he would have told himself. Building up Slidebean, presentation software for everybody. Founded in 2014, now at about 20 people. He right-sized the business over the last year. They raised 850 grand. Flat year over year, doing about 100 grand per year in revenue. But again, profitable, which is key. It's buying him time to run some of these tests that he's thinking through. So hopefully we'll have you back on, Jose. You'll give us an update on the tests and we'll keep cranking. In the meantime, thanks so much for taking us to the top. Thanks a lot, Nathan.